Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Kenyon. Welcome to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Um, so we head into Labor Day weekend together. I am in Walla Walla, Washington. This next few days are really busy for me. Uh, the Walla Walla Fair and Frontier Days Rodeo is Labor Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then Labor Day Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'll be announcing the rodeo in Blackfoot, Idaho, which is an award winner as the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association's Small Rodeo of the Year from a few years ago. So, uh, Busy next few days. The Ellensburg Rodeo is about to get underway, celebrating their 100th anniversary. Later on, we will talk to Brian Twardoski from the Ellensburg Rodeo about what that rodeo in Ellensburg means to the community, the people of Ellensburg, the people behind the production of the Ellensburg Rodeo and their 100-year legacy, including their Hall of Fame inductions. My friend Justin McKee has been the in-house announcer in Ellensburg for 20 years, and he was one of five inductees into the Ellensburg Rodeo Hall of Fame, along with great names like Dan Mortensen and Rob Smets. Um, really a great class of inductees for Justin to be a part of, and congratulations to Justin. We'll get to all of that coming up a little bit later on. Today's program is sponsored by Wrangler, Long Live Cowboys, and by the Justin Boot Company, the standard of the West since 1879. Among the stories that really bear some watching this year in the world of professional rodeo, the story of bareback rider Keenan Hayes, who is from Colorado. He's won almost $220,000 as we go into this Labor Day weekend. He is 20 years old. He is both the number one world, uh, number one bareback rider in the PRCA's world standings and is number one in the Resist All Rookie of the Year race. There has never been a bareback rider who has won the Rookie of the Year award and a world title in the same year. Now, there's still a lot of ground to cover, but I had a chance to catch up with Keenan Hayes in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, right before he made an 88.5-point ride, won the rodeo, and set an arena record in Coeur d'Alene. Here's what Keenan Hayes had to say about his sensational 2023 rodeo season. I thought last year went really well. This year, wow. Um, what are you thinking as we got a month left to go in the regular season? Uh, just trying to use my rodeos up and uh, make as much as I can to stay healthy, but uh, just having fun and uh, uh, coming walked up today in Coeur d'Alene, so just trying try to stay busy. Yeah. Um, how many rodeos do you guys have to use? A uh, hundred. How many you got left? Uh, I should have about seven or so more to play with, so uh, that's with every, all the big ones I'm already entered in, so I uh, have a few more I could walk up to, and I'm going to re-enter Evanston make sure to get circuit count and then uh, kind of go off after that right. and start taking a little easier but uh just hitting the big ones mainly uh, so when you talk about the big ones you're talking ellensburg pendleton um obviously saving the spot for sioux falls at the end of the end of the year things like that yep yep saving room for those uh just trying to make enough and stay busy during the week to make it all work out and uh, i don't like sitting around too much so try to stay on the road but uh yeah. but yeah i got saved them up for uh all them big ones pendleton and sioux falls and puyallup and all those so uh, just making sure I have enough for them. Um, last year you set a record on your permit. This year you got a chance to do something no bareback rider's ever done. People like me keep bringing that up. Do you think much about the fact that you could maybe win both titles? Yeah, yeah, I uh, see it and I've uh, been chasing it ever since I heard about it. Uh, didn't really know about it coming into it and then heard about heard people saying it and uh, I think that'd be really cool. So going after that and then right now I'm going to all these walking up and stuff just trying to make uh, the regular season earnings deal. I heard somebody mention that and uh, that sounds cool too. So just, I mean, I'm here, so might as well try. Awesome. Good luck. Thank you. 
That's Bareback Riding World Standings leader Keenan Hayes from Colorado. So let's put this in a what would it take to set a record context with Keenan Hayes. The Bareback Riding pre-NFR regular season earnings record belongs to Clint Cannon from Texas. In 2009, Clint Cannon won $233,504. That's prior to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. With a month to go in Rodeo's regular season, remember the last day of the regular season is September the 30th, Keenan Hayes heads into Labor Day with $216,386, so roughly $17,000 behind what Clint Cannon did in 2009. The overall earnings record in the bareback riding was set in 2019 by Clayton Biglow when he won $425,843, and uh, of course this year's will be the highest paying NFR on record. A go-round will pay almost $30,000 at this year's Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. So we could see some records fall in the bareback riding if Keenan Hayes continues to do what Keenan Hayes has done. Long way to go. Right now he's healthy. He's feeling good. So we will see what happens as time goes by. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, speaking of guys who hold records, Tyler Wagusback set a record for steer wrestling earnings back in 2016. He won a world title and in the process, $298,676. I had a chance to catch up with him at the Walla Walla Fair and Frontier Days Rodeo in Walla Walla, Washington. Tyler Wags goes into the Labor Day weekend with three full performances to go, leading the rodeo in Walla Walla, 8.4 on two head. We will talk to Tyler Wagusback about bulldogging, four world titles, horses, and more. That's coming up on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Big news coming in Unbeatable Feeds. They're launching a new forage-only feed that is going to be a game-changer for horse owners across North America. Grain-free, high-energy, low-sugar, easy to digest, and affordable. Super convenient. You're not going to have to soak it. I'm telling you, this is going to change how we feed horses. Check out their website, unbeatablefeeds.com, and follow them on social media so you don't miss their big announcement on September 1st. Unbeatable Feeds, a feed you can trust. Are you going to Las Vegas for the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? Where are you going to stay? Uh, for the last 10 years, we've made our home during the Wrangler NFR at the Grandview at Las Vegas, right across the street from the South Point, just a few minutes away from the Thomas & Mack. Big, clean, comfortable rooms. Quiet place to kind of get away from the hubbub, but close enough to enjoy all the action and all the excitement of Las Vegas. Go to dailymanagementresorts.com and find out more about the Grandview at Las Vegas. Tyler Wagusback is a four-time world champion steer wrestler. He holds a record, almost $300,000 in 2016. He's probably going into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame someday. I think when you do what Tyler Wags has done in his career, that is uh, kind of a guarantee, and uh, he's got a chance at maybe number five, sitting second right now in the PRCA's world standings right behind Dalton Massey heading into the big Labor Day weekend. I caught up with Tyler Wagusback during the rodeo in Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla, Washington, the four-time and reigning world champion steer wrestler Tyler Wagusback. You were good on your first one here, 4-1. Uh, yes, sir. I had a steer that I'd actually run at Nampa, Idaho this year, so I kind of knew the track record on him already and was able to make a good game plan, and Rowdy Parrot hazing for me and made a great run. So let me ask you about that. Steers at these rodeos, you get. are you to a point now where – 
you kind of you're seeing the same pins of steers all the time as we're getting ready to start the month of September and we're through most of the season. Yeah, here toward the end of the year, you know, the contractors are trying to keep their steers as even as possible. But steers like now, we've seen them at five and six rodeos already in the last several weeks. So it's pretty easy nowadays to go online and get a video of them from a buddy of yours that's running before and stuff like that. You can you can do some pretty good research on them now. Yeah, uh, Cowboy Channel apps helped at that too, I think, hasn't it? Absolutely. You know, I mean, you, you can go back and watch anything that went any of the performances and stuff like that, and it, it really helps us get a game plan. Back in the day, we used to have to call, and they'd just have to tell you, and you got to hope that what they said was exactly how you seen it in your head. So it works out better this way. You get to get a, get a good look at them. So you, you're in a rig with Rowdy Parrot, Remy Parrot, and who else are you traveling with? Oh, we've got Cash Rob and Jacob Talley with us. So that's that's a group everywhere from veteran experience to the rising young rookie star. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We got a got a little bit of everything in that truck. Um, what? How important are traveling partners to you? Um, that's a group of guys that everybody I know. I don't know Cash very well, but the rest of the bunch I know. Very positive, forward-thinking guys. That's got to be a big deal when you're spending as much time with those guys as you are. Man, big deal is to have all the guys with the same mindset. You know, everybody in the truck. Uh, I want them to win just as bad as they want me to win uh, every day. Whether we're driving to the rodeo, in the practice pen, or in the gym getting ready, we're always pushing each other to do better. And uh, I think that's why I like to surround myself with the people that I do. You know, like uh, Rowdy and Remy, two brothers, have been together forever. I mean, they grew up down there by me, and I mean, just they're always pushing one another and me and well, as well to do better. You know, Jacob Talley from North Louisiana there, super positive guy, always excited whenever somebody in the rig makes a great run and stuff like that. And then here comes Cash Rob from Utah, and he's just the same person. You know, I mean, he's he's right there. You never have to worry about anybody getting our head, pushing a steer, any of that kind of stuff. We've got our team, they're, they're going in, they're trying to do whatever they can do to help our group do better. Are you all hazing for each other most of the time? Uh, Remy Parrott does most of the hazing in the rig. Remy is a phenomenal hazer. Uh, he'll be who hazes for me at the NFR this year. Uh, he does tremendous. We've got uh, my horses on the trailer with us as well. I've done a little bit of the hazing, and then uh, right now, since Remy went home, Rowdy's doing the uh, doing the hazing for me. I mean, just that, that's the one thing about it. In our, in our rig, I feel like anybody that's on the horse is willing to fall off trying to get there for one of our guys. I have a theory that the most underappreciated guys in the rodeo business are hazers. I, you cannot win in the bulldogging business without a great hazer. Um, I always thought I always thought Tyler. Uh, Pearson's Metallica horse deserved a lot more credit than he did because he's hazed for like four different gold buckle winners, including a couple of yours. Hazers and hazing horses, I don't think, get enough credit. I really wish that the AQHA would do hazing horse of the year because they would have to take a picture of Tyler Pearson's horse Metallica and make the mold out of it to give the trophy away. I mean, that that horse was just unbelievable. And uh, like the horse that uh, Remy and Rowdy's using right now, JC, the horse that we used at the finals last year and stuff, is just tremendous. I mean, you, the people don't understand right now, your hazing horse has to be able to outrun your bulldogging horse and the man riding the bulldog and horse gets to say go. So it's a really it's a hard foot race to win, and you got to have a lot of speed on that side to be there. I had never thought of it in those terms, but you're right. I mean, if it doesn't do you any good to have a fast bulldog and horse and a slow haze horse, or vice versa, I would think. Absolutely, the haze horse has to be able to get there first to set up the run. The bulldog and horse gets all the credit. All he's doing is just packing us goofy cowboys by to let us make a run, where that hazing horse is truly doing the work. Um, there, there are so many good bulldogging horses out there. Tell me about the horses you guys have in your rig. Uh, in the rig right now, we've got Cheese is my uh, Palomino horse. Palomino that I love. Yes, sir. I'll, uh, this will be his first year at the NFR. Will be this year. So, got my fingers crossed and really hoping he's going to really shine well in that building. Uh, and then we have DC, which is Rowdy's uh, bulldogging horse. He's got JC and DC on the hay side and the bulldogging side. It gets confusing, but uh, J, uh, JC or DC is the horse that I won the world on the last. I rode in the last four rounds in NFR this past year. So, I mean, we've got a lot of great horsepower in the rig. That we can depend on um what does it take and i think i've asked you this question before but 
making a bulldog and horse, you've got there. People don't understand. They look at a steer wrestling run and they think, well, that guy stood, stayed there for three seconds and jumped off, jumped off. There's a lot more to it than that with horses. What do you look for? What does it take to get a good bulldog and horse? You know, a good bulldog and horse has to be able to stand great in the box. We need them to stand extremely still and then give you their guts whenever you're asking them to run. I mean, they've got to give you from, from zero to 100 right away. And it's really hard to find one of them that can kind of keep their brains together during that whole time. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of great guys out here with horses. I mean, like, uh, like we keep going back to Tyler Pearson, but, I mean, hats off to that guy. He's made a bunch of tremendous horses. He actually was the guy that started Cheese, the horse that I'm riding right now. I mean, he, he's got a great eye, great hand on horses. And, like I said, I – I wish I could do better at it than I do, like I say, but uh, but they guys out there, they, they really got a, tra a talent to find those horses. Tyler does deserve a lot of credit. He, I mean, he owned a, what, four-time, three-time, four-time steer wrestling horse of the year. Um, great hazing horses. It's, 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 it's the under-reported, under maybe isn't the right word, the under-recognized part of the steer wrestling business is the guys I'm, I'm guessing the steer wrestling is just like tie down roping there are a lot of guys that rope good enough to win there aren't as many horses that are good for guys to rope on and the same thing in the steer wrestling that's why the mount game is so great in the bulldog and you've got you know your handful of unbelievably great horses and you see all the big name guys kind of cling to them you know uh, clayton Hass, he's got a great group of guys going with him i mean they're in Ben's is incredible NFR caliber guys all over that. I mean, they go to the good horses. That's that's what you got to have. Because, I mean, you can have a great bulldogger on a mediocre horse, and it's hard to win. How many horses will we see at the NFR this year? Any idea? Ooh, this year at the NFR, I bet you see probably – Ten horses or so. I bet there'll be two or three of them that are doubled up, but uh, there'll be a, a lot of a lot of single horses going. Anybody else on cheese? Uh, I'm, hopefully, Cash Rob makes it. So, well, he's uh, he's on six, or he's 18th right now. He's got a shot. Uh, like I said, I'll be riding him for sure. Uh, Jacob Talley is going to make it for sure. He's going to start off on Casper, and uh, we sent Casper back home to get a little bit of rest. So I'm hoping he turns out great for him all ten rounds. But he'll he'll be cheese will be his backup if he needs. So I mean we've that's the great thing about it is we got a, a tight knit group and we've got a lot of horses that we know we can depend on. Yeah. Um, you know it's always the and and I we talk so much about how close bulldoggers all seem to be the camaraderie in your sport, but it's it's the most amazing thing to me to watch guys that are competing for the opportunity maybe to win $30,000 a night this year at the National Finals Rodeo. And I call you up and I say, hey, my horse took a, took a bad step last night. He's off this morning. Can I ride yours? You're going to say, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I say, and the same thing, like way I talked about earlier with the hazing. I mean, the guys in my group will fall off trying, trying to help our buddies win. So let me ask, this may be my dumb question to the interview, but I'm going to toss it out there. Your wife, Sarah, talented barrel horse trainer um has a great set of bloodlines with the horses that she's riding um i love to watch her and what's the horse's range name ranger that she's she's running right now do you guys ever ever look at your horses and go okay maybe that one will turn better maybe i mean is there ever any crossover between the two or is that am i should i not go there i have to stay as far away from the barrel horses <laughs> I mean, no, my, my wife, she takes tremendous care of her horses. I mean, from the time that, that they're born, they are doing nothing but barrel racing. I mean, I I, I got it. My, my two horses have two stalls in the front of the barn, and I, that's my only little area. The rest of the place, that's hers. So I got to kind of stay away from all that. How do you keep your horses going when they're on the road? You guys are gone so much. And and this is a this is the, the thing about the rodeo business is you spent 4.1 seconds bulldogging a steer this morning in Walla Walla. You'll run another one later today, and then you're off to Ellensburg, and you'll be in the truck for, you'll be in the truck for 20 hours to go to work for five seconds. Um, how do you keep your horses going? Is there is there any magical thing that that you guys have to do to keep them healthy and sound and feeling good when they're in the trailer so much? Uh, those horses they get 
just tons of great vitamins, great feed uh, by our uh, feed uh, sponsors, which uh, Neutrina is the one I feed. They do a tremendous job keeping my horses feeling good and sound. Uh, all the horses get, like I say, their vitamins, their Prevacox. Uh, my horses take a Beamer blanket a lot. When every time my wife's around, she runs a Beamer blank blanket across them. Big believer in that, and yeah. you know, kind of helping them, helping them recover from any little deals that they're having. Uh, but honestly, they get taken care of like they're our children. I mean, they if they're not feeling good, we can't perform good. So we have to take, ha we have to put them first. Tyler, a couple of last questions, and I really appreciate your time. Um, let me ask you about the next month. We are, as you and I are talking, we're final couple of days of August. The rodeo in Ellensburg's about to begin. We're in Walla Walla. Pendleton's right around the corner. You know where you're going to be starting December the 7th um, in Las Vegas at another Wrangler National Finals rodeo, trying to maybe win your fifth world title. Um, hello, Hall of Fame, someday, I think. I so. But um, what, what's the next month look like for you? You know, we're going to go, like you said, Ellensburg and on to Puyallup. And after Puyallup, Jacob Talley and I, we're going to bring all the horses down south. Uh, Cash Rob, he's going to go on to Pendleton and stuff up here. And then he'll fly down, catch back up with us. We'll get the horses down home, let them rest up a little bit, and finish off the year at the rodeos that will be down south. After that, come October 1st, my uh, the good team of horses, they're going to take a couple weeks off, kind of get rested up and everything. Uh, my practice horses that are down home, they're fixing to be in trouble whenever we get in. Uh, we've got a, a pile of steers sitting at home waiting on us, and we go. I won't go to any rodeos except for the circuit finals from October 1st until the NFR. I'll strictly practice every day. Do you guys still do the thing where at some point uh, in the month of maybe November, you all get together and – you have a great big bulldog in two or three different spots with the steers that are going to be at the National Finals Rodeo. Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the top 25 contestants get to vote on the steers that, that we want to go to the NFR, and we get it narrowed down to five pins. Then once the top 15 is set on October 1st, we vote for the final three pins that go to the NFR. And then once we have them, those steers will get turned out, freshened up, fed up, all that kinds of stuff, and the entire group of steers will go to different various places. The contestants go in and we select the top 20 steers. We'll have 15 for the rodeo and five extras for each pin that we have. So the, the contractors, they, they really take care of their steers very well in that amount of time, get them to where they're really feeling good, looking good, so that the steers also perform well in that building. Why is it, and this is part question, part compliment, why is the Thomas and Max so magical for you? You have had some great 10-night runs in that building. Last year was one of them. What is it about that building? What is it about that environment that is so good for Tyler Wagusback? Man, I, I absolutely love pressure. Like everybody enters different rodeos and stuff like Houston, San Antonio, and I know a lot of guys or little people look at the list and say, oh, man, that's a real tough set. Well, that's the one I would almost want to trade into that set because whenever guys go out there and make just outstanding runs and you can come back behind them, it just really amps me up. I love being backed into a corner. I'd much rather have to be 3-5 to win the rodeo than be 5-flat to win the rodeo. It's, it's uh, like I say, just the pressure that they have there and the atmosphere is really, really gets me going. Was that a little bit of the last couple of rounds last year? Because I remember watching, you know, there were three or four guys that could have walked away with that gold buckle last year, and ninth, tenth go-rounds got them and you were the one that stayed solid. Is that kind of what you're talking about? You know, every year that uh, that I've won the World Championship, the last four rounds have always been just extremely, extremely well for me. I, I think the last year I finished top three or four in every round all the way through. Yeah. It's just whenever, whenever you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and guys start backing off, that's whenever I try to put my foot on the gas. Um, Dalton Massey's having a great year this year, but he's headed to his first national finals rodeo. What would you tell him for advice if he asked you for some? 
everybody's going to tell him how fast the start is and he better go as fast as he can because like i say it, it it blew my doors off the first time i've been there it took me a couple rounds to kind of get settled in but if dalton massey gets back back in the box and he starts off with a great start he's going to be a tough young man to catch because the guy bulldog's great and along with the other 14 guys that are going to be at the finals i think it's going to be a tremendous bulldog in this year to watch and like i said the best man's gonna come out on top it is always go i mean from from start to finish for some reason you guys are always sometimes within one go round of another one another one to 15 i don't know why i don't think anybody has a magical explanation for why the bulldog is always so close but it is always such a fun event to watch for exactly that reason because you never know night after night who's going to be number one the next morning absolutely you know like i say whenever you get there you got to put your foot on the gas and uh, trevor brazil said it the best he said it's a marathon that you got to sprint 10 nights in a row so that's really well said uh tyler i appreciate your time thank you very much steer wrestler tyler wagus back joining us on the steve Kenyon podcast this man is the four-time and reigning world champion we're getting ready to watch him try to win gold buckle number five in Las Vegas. Four-time and reigning world champion steer wrestler Tyler Wagg is back joining us. We caught up with Tyler during the Walla Walla Fair and Frontier Days Rodeo in Walla Walla, Washington. Dalton Massey from Oregon leads the world standings. The Rodeo Houston champion, $164,649 for the year. Tyler Wagg's is second, $130,000. Jesse Brown is third. Will Loomis from Mississippi, fourth. And Ty Erickson, who's already got a world title from Montana in the number five spot. They're all over $100,000 for the year. Rank the national final of course, starts on December the 7th in Las Vegas. There is big news coming from Unbeatable Feeds. On September the 1st, which is the Friday of this Labor Day weekend, they're launching a brand-new forage-only feed that's going to be a game-changer for horse owners across North America. It's grain-free, high-energy, low-sugar, easy-to-digest, and affordable. Check it out, unbeatablefeeds.com. Ellensburg Rodeo gets underway this weekend in Ellensburg, Washington, this year celebrating 100 years. First Ellensburg Rodeo in 1923. They missed a couple during uh, World War and, of course, the COVID pandemic three years ago. But other than that, the Ellensburg Rodeo has been a staple every year in Ellensburg, Washington. Brian Twardoski is the president of the Ellensburg Rodeo. He's also become a pretty good friend through the years. This year, the 100th anniversary of the Ellensburg Rodeo. Also, Brian's final year as the president of the Ellensburg Rodeo. Yes, sir, it is. It's been an honor and a privilege of a lifetime. But, yes, uh, my, my president, 10 years coming to an end this year. Wow. Um, you guys have seen a lot of growth over that time. You've seen a lot of good things happen. Uh, you're ready to kick off the Ellensburg Rodeo. First performance is tomorrow. You really, you're one of those guys that really didn't come from a rodeo background, right? You, you, but you, you fell in love with this, with this whole opportunity there in Ellensburg. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in an agricultural background, but had a more traditional athletic experience. Played football, basketball, uh, Linfield College football. Uh, go Cats! Uh, but then, as I got into my adulthood, and then my children got into to junior rodeo, high school rodeos, and that's really how I then kind of merge those interests into uh, volunteering for the Ellensburg Rodeo. Yeah, got it. Um, so tell me about let, – let me start with what you guys have already done. Um, you've already had your Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, um, including my good friend and fellow rodeo announcer, Justin McKee, who went into your Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, last Saturday we had a wonderful Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We inducted five members, uh, all-star class, you know, uh, headlined by Justin McKee for sure. He's done a phenomenal job as our announcer for over 20 years now. Uh, but also, uh, you know, uh, Dan Mortensen uh, was there and got inducted, uh, a phenomenal saddle bronc rider. We all know about Dan, and so we were thrilled and honored to have him come, uh, as well as Rob Rob Smith, uh, Rich Skelton, and Cody Ole. 
Wow. That is one heck of a class. Um, those those guys between them, that's a, that is a collection of, of Hall of Famers for sure. Um, I'm, I'm guessing Justin was very honored to be included in that bunch of guys who are all already in the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah, Justin was humbled, but as you know, behind a mic, he uh, he captured the attention of the crowd and uh, told some wonderful stories about his early years uh, becoming an announcer and what inspired him to really enjoy the mic, and then his early years with Ellensburg Rodeo and how he uh, really started to hit the big time through uh, rodeos like Ellensburg and then, of course, Cheyenne, St. Paul, et cetera. Yeah, um, it, it's it's awesome that, that Justin was given that opportunity, and I'm I'm so thankful to you guys for, for, for putting him in your Hall of Fame. Um, I'm guessing it won't be the last one that he shows up in. Brian, tell me about, and I know I've asked you this question before, but the Ellensburg Rodeo in a lot of ways has really been one of the things that defines the city of Ellensburg, I think, and has put the city of Ellensburg on the map. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, our, uh, our fair and our rodeo over Labor Day weekend is the single greatest event of the year. Uh, we're going to bring in over 50,000 people to Ellensburg this weekend. Uh, we've got a, a, a jam-packed agenda. And, of course, you know, uh, what we believe is one of the very best rodeos on the West Coast, if not all of all of the world. Uh, we're very proud of what we're able to do. And, and, you know, the sponsors and the ticket buyers continue to affirm that. The demand uh, has been off the charts. We're effectively sold out. We've got a few, few tickets left for Monday's finals. Uh, but we have no more place to hang up sponsor banner, uh, and we have no more physical space for folks throughout most of the weekend. It's just, it's a, it's a wonderful problem to have, but it brings it with it its own set of problems. Yeah, um, and you guys are very busy um, with an extreme bulls, with rodeo performances, with a gi- gigantic slack. I think that starts tomorrow. Uh, you guys are very very busy for the next for the for the rest of this yep. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, without a doubt, we have uh, our you know our big slack days tomorrow. Today is our our biggest biggest open roping. Uh, it'll pay out almost two hundred thousand dollars for the open roping team roping this week today, uh, and then tomorrow all day slack. Uh, tomorrow night we've got Sawyer Brown in for a concert. Uh, looking forward to that, and then of course rodeos start on Friday. Uh, sold out for Friday night, uh, Saturday parade, Saturday rodeo, matinee rodeo sold out. Uh, and then Saturday night's Extreme Bulls. It's the it's the largest payout of Extreme Bulls across the entire season. Uh, it'll pay out a tremendous amount. The winner will likely take home something close to forty thousand dollars that counts for their NFR standings. So it often catapults somebody that's sitting right outside the bubble squarely into the NFR. Uh, and that event again has been sold out for about six months now. It's just it's wow. a really really magical event. Wow. How many years has the Ellensburg Rodeo been? How many years is this for Ellensburg, Brian? This is our hundredth. We are celebrating our, our very first rodeo was in 1923. So we're celebrating the hundredth anniversary uh, of that first rodeo. And so that's, uh, we've been going at it a while. We unfortunately missed two rodeos in during World War II. And then of course here recently we had to skip a rodeo here uh, three years ago. Right. Um, so the hundredth anniversary is always special and that I'm sure that's got a little something to do with the the numbers of tickets you've sold, the numbers of people who are coming to town, but how are you yeah. celebrating a century this year? Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. We're, we're injecting kind of some new things and kind of been going back and bringing some things that we've done in the past uh, into the fold. So, you know, we uh, we used to do a lot of wild horse racing, uh, and we haven't done that for almost 20 years. So we're bringing wild horse racing back as an example. We're injecting adi- additional, you know, specialty acts. John Payne will be here this year. He mm-hmm. hasn't been here for almost 10 years, All as well as Haley Proctor, right? So we're going to just mix it up and have a, a tremendous amount of 
of, of entertainment there. And then there's all kinds of other kind of, I'll say ancillary events. You know, we've got uh, uh, over, over 90 past royalty that have come in from all over the country to come and celebrate with us. And so we've got some unique events with our past royalty. Uh, and, and really there's those kinds of functions littered up and down the, the agenda that I can't even keep track of or yeah. attend all of them. Um, it's, it's, it's such a big year and it's such an important milestone, uh, for the folks in Ellensburg, that 100th anniversary celebration. One of the things I always loved about your rodeo, all the years that I had the opportunity to go to Ellensburg was the way that you mix the absolute best in professional rodeo, both mm-hmm. livestock and contestants with an opportunity to really show off the ranching and rodeo and western lifestyle roots of Ellensburg, Washington with some hometown yeah. events. You know, there there you've got a really good mix both at your rodeo and in your community. Um, great talent that comes from Ellensburg and great talent that lives in Ellensburg. Yeah, no, you really hit the nail on the head, Steve. That's what we're probably most proud of is yes, we put on what we believe is a really, really top tier professional rodeo. At the same time, we also do it in a way that we really honor our heritage and the celebration of our community. We still have the county ropers that are a part of our Monday finals, right? So we've got calf tying and breakaway and tie down and team roping all in our Monday finals that are locals, right? And and yes, Brady and Riley Minor are at the top level of team roping for the PRCA, but their cousins and their nephews and their, you know, next generation, they're all roping in the roping club. And, and so we bring all that into the experience. We do wild cow milking and a lot of locals are a part of that process. Uh, so we really try to blend and balance those two uh, to have the, really one of the best rodeos there is. Uh, we're obviously biased and very proud of it, but also not losing track of the traditions and the roots of the event. And that is it's a community celebration. Yeah. Tell me about the people that put on the Ellensburg Rodeo, Brian. Tell me about your your rodeo committee and the people behind the scenes. It is, it is a hardworking, dedicated, I don't think it's the biggest group in the PRCA, but I sure think there are a lot of great volunteers that are involved in your rodeo. Yeah, without a doubt. We, we've got not only our board of directors, there's 17 of us, uh, but there's also then a whole group of the top hands, right? So we lean on them for a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And then we've got the posse, and we've got all kinds of allied organizations, Hall of Fame organizations, Kiwanis, Rotary, of course, Roping Club, Cattlemen, Cattle Women's Associations. All of those allied organizations come together and help us. Yesterday when we were running steers through and, and running all the timed event cattle through from Brent Palmer, you know, we had, you know, over 100 people show up. I don't even have to make a phone call. They just know. And they're here help counting, counting, you know, t- ear tags and inventorying the cattle and checking to make sure they're healthy and it's just an orchestration, and it's really a, a beautiful thing to see the community and all these folks come together and help us put on, again, one of the best shows there is. Uh, and we don't have to pay anybody. Uh, yeah. yeah, with gratitude and maybe uh, some beer and pizza afterwards, but, you know, it's just something that people do because it's a passion for them to give back to their community. And, and really, I think, Steve, for us, uh, you know, I've been asked a lot about, well, what does 100 years mean and what are you guys truly trying to celebrate and how are things different from that first rodeo? And those are all great questions, but my response is, I really don't think rodeo, specifically the Ellensburg rodeo, has changed that much in 100 years. And the reason why I say that is the core, the foundation of our rodeo system in Ellensburg rodeo comes down to community spirit and volunteerism, providing leadership through servant leadership, serving one another is the core of rodeo and the core of the Ellensburg rodeo. Yeah, and I think that is absolutely brilliantly said. Um, I And I think a lot of rodeo committees across the country feel that way. But, you know, Ellensburg's rodeo, you, you've 
you've helped to provide an identity for the community for sure. And, oh, by the way, I'm sure this thing brings a ton of money into, into Kittitas County every year as well. Absolutely. Yeah, the Kittitas Valley, like I say, there'll be over 50,000 people that will come in from all over the country and even some international visitors for sure. They bring their pocketbooks and they open it up and they heads and beds for the hotels and, 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 and restaurants and you name it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big influx of economic support. And our, our community and our county and our city governments, they all appreciate that. And they're partners with us, right? They, they help us uh, put this thing on and, and, and put, roll out that welcome mat for, for folks to come in from out of town for sure. I mean, everybody's excited about Labor Day weekend. Um, you've just answered the, the question I'm going to ask you in about four different ways. And so forgive me. But why, why did it become so important to you? What was it that got you involved? You're a volunteer. You work your right. tail off. Um, along with all the other volunteers, this is you can take the easy way out and let somebody else do all this work, but you guys are the ones that do it. Why put all this blood, sweat, and sure. tears into this rodeo? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, there are honestly times that when you are working your tail off and the sun's beat you all day and you're dirty, tired, and, yeah, there's times that maybe you have to deep, deep, dig deep and ask those questions again. But every time for me it comes back to, the privilege and the opportunity to be a part of something that's much bigger than one person or who you are yourself, right? When you recognize that you're a part of a team, you're a part of a community, you're a part of a band of brothers and sisters that pull together to do something magical, that's where the inspiration and the motivation comes from. And that's where the energy comes from to pull this off. Everybody recognizes that they're not doing it for themselves, they're doing it for each other. And when we realize that, there's there's nothing that we can't accomplish. Brian Twardowski, I appreciate your time. I know things are going to go great. I know you're going to have a magical weekend in Ellensburg. And uh, um, I've always treasured your friendship as a fellow Linfield Wildcat, obviously, but um, as, a, as a brother in the rodeo business, too. I, I just can't tell you how much I think things are going to be just wonderful for you guys this weekend. And best, best wishes and thank you for your time. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Brian Twardowski from the Ellensburg Rodeo in Ellensburg, Washington. The rodeo in Ellensburg runs through Labor Day Monday, and uh, you can find out more at ellensburgrodeo.com. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, I mentioned at the top of the show, Keenan Hayes with a chance to maybe set a record in the bareback riding this year. That's not the only record that maybe is about to fall in professional rodeo. We're going to see another new earnings record in the breakaway roping. I'll tell you about that. And a big uh, Saturday for a cowboy in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. It's coming up. You're listening to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. There's no pretending to being a cowboy. Either you are or you aren't. Which is why everything we do as a company improves or preserves this way of life. The romance, the honesty, the toughness, the craft. More cowboys, please. America could use them. Resist all. We live it every day. Wrapping things up this afternoon on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Three stories that have caught my eye. News and notes this afternoon. Story number one. I'm sorry to say the bull rider Ernie Corson's run to try to get to the Wrangler National Finals rodeo. It's probably come to an end. He injured his collarbone. The rodeo in Kennewick, Washington over the weekend was 17th in the world standings. Corson will be out for the remainder of the 2023 rodeo season. He told the PRCA and ProRodeo.com he's looking forward to getting back at it for 2024. 
four. Congratulations to bull rider Wyatt Phelps, a PRCA permit holder who just proved that timing really is everything sometimes. It was quite a money whirlwind for Wyatt Phelps. He walk-up entered the rodeo in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, the weekly rodeo at the last minute, made an 82-point ride on Friday night, was the only man to ride a bull on the weekend. Steamboat is a weekly series. It had been a few weeks since anybody had stayed on a bull in Steamboat Springs. They carried the money over week after week. Phelps ended up winning $14,795 for that one qualified ride probably took care of the whole permit thing. He had actually been on his permit for a few years, was thinking about buying his card and going after the Rookie Award next year. Um, Congratulations to Wyatt Phelps. Lastly, we're about to see a new earnings record in the breakaway roping. Haley Williams from Comanche, Texas, is in the number one spot in the world standings. She's won $128,336. Shelby Beaujolais is right behind her. She's also won over $128,000. Sarah Angeloni, Martha Angeloni, and Taylor Munsell are third, fourth, and fifth. The reason I say we're about to see a new record, a year ago, Martha Angeloni at the conclusion of the National Finals breakaway roping had won over $130,000. Right now, both Haley Williams and Shelby Beaujolais are within $3,000 of that with over $128,000 and a month to go in the regular season. Breakaway roping continues to grow. More and more rodeos adding breakaway roping to their roster, and so those records will probably continue to fall. Thank you to you for listening. Thanks to all of our sponsors, and uh, we'll do this again next time. Shows that I'm working on coming up. We will talk to Barrett Breakaway Roper Haley Williams at some point in the not-so-distant future. That big rodeo in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that will be the final big rodeo of the regular season on literally the final weekend of the regular season. We'll get into that. And we're going to talk a lot about cutting horses and reining horses and rain cow horses. That's all coming up before long here on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Kenyon. Have a great Labor Day weekend.